Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Hey, looky here. It's the Pat and JT podcast. Pat and JT podcast. Thanks for listening to our podcast and downloading, subscribing, sharing with your friends, all yes. that kind of fun stuff. We've been talking about this for, for quite a while, and I only called him Matt Shit once yeah. um, on the podcast, yeah. but Matt Schick, and we'll, we'll be back. Talk, you were talking okay. fast. You've been drinking. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, that happens. Yeah. Matt Schick is in the studio with us. Um, to be on our podcast and welcome. Oh, it's great to be here. Man, Thanks, I'm buddy. Glad to to see you guys again you finally. It brings back memories. Oh yeah, it's God. been a while. I mean, every day we were in your. I was in your studio with uh, with yeah. Nicholas Allenbaugh. Yeah, oh every my morning. God. The Chicken Nick show unceremoniously axed. Yeah, like we were um, unceremoniously axed. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot in common. Yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> Who knew? We do. Who knew? But people still talk about the Chicken Nick show all the time. We get we get a lot of it. It's really uh, remarkable, and it's something that I think about, if not every day, every week. Something reminds me of the show, or something funny happens. I go, "Oh man, we could have filled an hour and a half just Easy. with that one thing." It was a it was a loyal fan base, a cult following, but something that uh, has stuck with people in a way and impacted people in a way that is still remarkable to me even after being gone as long as we've yeah. been gone. 2012 is when we were, when we were done. It's been seven you, years. You've you kept years. it alive, Jeez. just kind of like drip, drip. <laughs> oh, slowly. Drip, drip. Just want to keep it alive. It's like keep... rain on a rock. You're just wearing <laughs> yeah, us down. That's it. Like I was on his show every week and I would, like, that was like my foothold to stay in the community, yes. right? Because Omaha's still home and so... Who knows? Maybe something else is, is down the pike, but you know it was great. Let's go back for for people who are fans of Schick and Nick, and then also some that maybe this is something new. Did you guys know each other beforehand? And, ha- and when you guys got put together, did you expect the chemistry that you had on the air? So I, I knew of Nick from his high school playing days. I remember, um, I think I was in either in, co- in college at the time, visiting my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and they were going out as a family, some family friends going to watch Lincoln Southeast play uh, high school basketball. I'm like, oh, okay, that'll be that'll be good. We can do that. And, and they're like, that's Nick Baugh. He's you know he's one of the he's best. Studs. No way. How like, life is the crazy? How life is? You end <laughs> yeah, up working with this right. guy. And I remember watching him go. Oh, okay, you know, what ifs? Like, <laughs> ugly. Going <laughs> on receding hairline. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, but right. I remember watching him go, wow, this is pretty cool. Like He's like the best player in the state. And wow, Roy Williams has been recruiting. This is incredible. And so I knew of him. And then when he came back from Kansas to Creighton, I was at KETV Channel 7 in Omaha. So maybe I was in. Uh, I was working in central Nebraska in Kearney at the time when he was playing. I'm trying to get my, my dates right. But so when he came back to uh, Creighton, they were doing uh, – he, he had to sit out a year for Creighton right. because of the transfer. And Creighton was off to this great start, and I knew Nick was funny. I knew from I heard stories about him. knew he did some fun impersonations. Yeah. So I said, "Let me do a story on Nick." And I used to do kind of scripted stories, not kind of. They were scripted stories <laughs> where I would write out a script, 
and have the other person read it. It just had to be buy-in from both sides. You're one I, with Carl Pliny. Bo Pliny still one of the funniest. Oh, Car, your Carl Pliny. It's still on YouTube. It's, it's still hilarious. People, people, Can we repost that? Yes. Make a note. So, Done. <laughs> that was fun. Um, we'll have to get to that one. Uh, there's some backstories that. But um, so, so I remember um, the Creighton got off to a great start, and I said, "Let let me try and do a story and." The story, the angle on Nick will be that he's their most valuable player because when he's sitting on the bench, they're 13 games above 500, like 13 and 0 or whatever it <laughs> yeah. was at the time. And I said, and when he's playing, they're just a 500 team, zero and zero. That's awesome. hilarious. And so I had a graphic for that. And so he and I did a scripted story about that. And he's, it was about just how excited he is and how, you know, he's fired up to be a Creighton and how, you know, how important his role is. And it was really <laughs> like we had shots of him, you know, tying uh, Anthony Tolliver's shoes and, <laughs> and, and getting another player, Dominic Bishop, his water and just it was just real hammed up a three-minute story and we were making each other laugh during this thing like we had so many outtakes and i remember sitting there going this guy like we are really getting along well i knew he was at 1620 doing sales that he had wanted to get his foot in the door there and i was at ktv and i had been approached a couple of times prior to do a morning show there the problem is being a weekend sports anchor my off days are like wednesday thursday if i do a weekday show i don't have any days off i'll melt down and have you know be a over midlife crisis at the age of 30 <laughs> yeah. life's not good and so so uh, at this point, I was about five years deep into KETV, and John Schutz, our sports director, wasn't leaving anytime soon, and I just needed something new. So I called uh, Neil Nelkin at the time, and I said, Neil, if you're still wanting it, I will, uh, I'd like to, I'm considering radio. And within, and he told me, well, I've got a guy in mind. And I think within 24 hours, he told me it was Nick Baud. I'm like, yeah, Done like, I knew it was going to happen. And then we had a show locked down within like two weeks. So it happened quickly. And then he, Nick and I met. And again, the first couple of weeks were a little rough, but it, we had, the chemistry was. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's like, you know, you know when you have yeah. it, right? It's yeah. not something that takes a year. It's 18 months. It happened yeah. over the course of maybe two or three weeks. And then it was just a machine. It rolled along, and it was something that we never had to fake. Cause, and we never got into arguments, really, on the air. It just We just got along, and it made people feel it was just warm fun. and fuzzy. Yeah. It was it just is, fun. It's crazy, yeah, too, to consider show. that he had no background. Um, and, but you both had the same knowledge base mm-hmm. and, and the, the same um, love of all sports, you know, as far as yeah. that goes, it, it wasn't just basketball for him. I'm sure he had to brush up on some other things. Yeah, he'd been pretty focused to that point. And, and, yeah. and unique sense of humor, where I was yeah. kind of like the dry, tried to get some sharp, clever <laughs> wit, and he was like the the obvious, dumb, very funny humor guy. And he, you know, we he, just played off each other. You didn't. So you, neither well. one of you took each other too seriously. You took yeah. yourselves too seriously. But the uh, when when we were at the height of Bo Pelini's anger. Right, and you had the robot that would go in and ask questions because everybody else was scared to go ask him questions at a press conference. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny funniest. how you get ideas like that because yeah. some of our best ideas did not come from us. Uh, that was actually, I think, an email or a caller talking about, oh my goodness, like how do you guys handle Bo Pelini? And someone suggested, hey, you almost need like a bomb diffusing robot to go in there and you know ask what? questions. And that's Ding. the truth, though, too, yeah. is that um, honest to God, and we never took it for granted either, is the funniest stuff that ever happened to us was, came from the listeners. Yeah. By yeah, far. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. they would see something that you're just, you didn't see it. Yeah. It's like, I will be your vessel. Yeah. Please. Right. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll create that. And Let's so do then, it. So then it's like, oh, you're right. And it was always about the black shirts. 
Like there was always a question like, when are you going to hand out the black shirts, Bo? And I, I hated that question because it was so stupid. Like he'll do it when he wants to. He doesn't like the concept. He doesn't like being asked about it, but that's what we're going to have the robot do. So we got. I would go into the, the lab probably once every week or two. It's like it's time to send in the Bob Diffusing robot. And just all the things you could do. You guys know with the creativity and radio and you just, it's the theater of the mind. Yes. And so we would just, I would just create the sound effect and find them online of just a robot going in and then it's him asking like 12 questions that everyone would want to ask successively so and the funny. last question is when will you be handing out the black shirt but it was always when will you be handing out the black shirts and and at that moment when there was machine gun fire bombs and everything like and boat just obliterating and you could hear you know media people in the background and stuff like it just it was fun and it was just different and um That's great. And, and, and Bo Polini gave us a lot of gifts oh, so as man. much as we criticized oh. him he was he gave gave us so much content he honestly I can't imagine he's had ever more fun with the media than here I can't I can't between the cat you guys I mean and, come on and we talked about the the you know, Carl friend thing just oh. talk about that real quick and, and the story behind it just because that, that seriously that was hilarious yeah we um just trying to come up with different stories about you know originally when I first got to Omaha I'd done a you know a story or two that was fun up in, in Kearney and uh, at uh, KHDI NTV and Kearney the ABC affiliate but then when you come to KETV you have a few more resources you actually have your own camera person or pe- people that you can request and so it allows you to do a little bit more and within the first week or two of that fall camp which would have been in 05 I wanted to do a story about um, Zach Taylor, the quarterback. And I looked, I was looking at his stats where he was previously at Wake Forest, and he had one pass for one pass attempt for one completion in his brief career before he went to community college. So I said, well, wouldn't it be funny to do an interview with him talking about how great and have him reflect on his one on his great pass. pass, which was like a three-yard out to the sideline. <laughs> like, it was nothing, nothing. It was nondescript, whatever. So I remember approaching Zach about it, and he said, yeah, I'm in. So we met after practice, awesome. and it was just me, Zach, the SID even just let us go. Whatever you want to do. He trusted me at that point. So it was cameraman, me, Zach Taylor. And it was us talking in the stadium about his perfect pass and him just reflecting on <laughs> I remember, it. You know, I, and, do. And, I do. And then he reenacted it with a receiver at the time, France Hardy. And we just, it, it was fun. And that, so that story aired, I think, on a Wednesday or Thursday. That's Friday. Tom Chattel wrote a story, a column about that story. And I'd only been in Omaha for like three weeks. Yeah. So Tom Chattel helped really establish me here and put mm-hmm. me on the map. And so you, I've never forgotten that, uh, that, that Tom did for me. So you start doing these different types of stories. Lane Kelly was a long snapper and I took him to, um, a, a grocery store in Lincoln with him fully dressed. And it was about how he shops and he, hu- he was hiking loaf of, a loaf of bread between his legs into the shopping cart, cabbage, you know, different things. And you know, here's this Husker, a current Husker walking into this local shop. Huge. Market. And we did that. And he, you know, he, he and I <laughs> formed kind of a pseudo friendship about that. But then, so it came to the point where what can what else can we do and i would heat, hit up keith mann a lot and go keith he's the sports information director there at nebraska at the time i said what um who do we got here what can we do and he said you know who you should do is carl Pelini. and i said oh really he's like yeah he's got a really sharp sense of humor he's i think he would really 
I said, okay, so you talk about other people giving you ideas. So yeah. as soon as you have the idea, okay, we're working with Carl, what can we do? And at that time, everyone was so excited about Go Bo coming back. This was his first year. This is before they'd played one game. And so there were all these T-shirts about uh, Bo Fence, oh, yeah. uh, my Bo friend's back, I'm a Bo Leaver, oh, yeah. Bo, Bo Big Red, like everything. Like He was undefeated at the time. Like, right. Life was great. Yeah. And so <laughs> That's true. we right. positioned it as what if we did a story uh, about Carl Polini and everything's about him. So we position it that the like everyone's excited that Carl's back. And so I remember calling a local uh, t-shirt company here in Omaha. I can't remember the name, but I said, hey, can you make these shirts? I went in, here's some designs, and they, they made them. No Husker logos on them, but made them. And so I had my Carl friends back, uh, Carl Fence, um, <laughs> I do remember I can't, those. There were, there you were a couple that. of them. And there was one, remember the Got Milk? One said Got Bo, uh-huh. so I made it Got Carl. It was black. <laughs> like, makes no sense. <laughs> got, None of it. Right. Like, like so there's no play on words there or anything. <laughs> so I remember walking in. I had the idea. Carl had signed off on it already. We showed up. But the one thing we didn't have for the story was um, a punchline at the end. And I remember someone saying, Carl Pliny, as I'm talking to him, the defensive coordinator, he's saying, oh, you know, Tom Osborne was just here. We could have used him. Like, oh, wouldn't that have been great? He goes, well, Bo's here. I said, well, we could come up with something. Like, the end of the story wasn't written. And so I said, okay. Um, he goes, let me go talk to him. And, and so once he, once he said Bo, uh, he was going to go talk to Bo, I said, well, wouldn't it be funny if just in the end he was just wearing one of these shirts? That's all we really need. So I remember oh, yes. Bo's office. I hadn't yes. seen him that day. Bo is an officer two down. Carl takes one of the shirts, and I, all I see is him leaving his own office, and then I hear this uproarious laughter coming from Bo because he's just seen the shirt. Carl comes back in, and Carl says, all right, he's going to do it for the last scene. He's going to do it. I go, okay, like, and I yell, Bo, do you need any? Do you know what? He's like, no, I got it. You know, I got it, whatever. <laughs> so he just said, okay, well, you walk in, and then you just interrupt us and ask Carl if he's got a minute. And he's like, yeah, I got it, I got it. So Carl and I, he sits at his, <laughs> he sits at his desk. I'm sitting at the other side, and I'm like, okay, we're just going to have this fake conversation. I'm facing Carl. I haven't seen Bo yet, like, all day. So I'm talking to Carl, and then... I hear someone walk in, and I turn, and it's Bo Pelini wearing the Got Carl shirt. And he goes, hey, Carl, you got a minute? And Carl and I start laughing <laughs> uncontrollably. Like, I, I, I couldn't keep a straight face. And Bo's like, oh, come on. You know, like, he's like he doesn't want to do this all day. He brought his part. I mean, it was the bye week, so it helped. They didn't have a lot to do. We scheduled it for that moment. Um, but he then he left. I go, one more time. So now we know what to expect. He walks in, delivers the line, Got Carl. And he leaves, and as soon as he did that, genius. I said to myself, and I, I remember on the ride home with the the photog at the mm-hmm. time, going, I can't. Justin Riviera was his name. I said, I can't, I can't believe what we just did. We got the head coach of Nebraska to be a part of the story, and so that was, if there's, I don't know if a crowning achievement or anything, but that that's the one story that anyone outside of the state wouldn't get. You know? Right. Yeah. It's almost like an inc- only it's an exclusive story for Nebraska because I could describe it like, oh, you should have seen they had Bowfence stuff. No one understands that. But you say Bowfence, yeah. and we know we remember that. Oh, only yeah. people in Nebraska get the story, and so that's what made it even more more special. That that's true. That that's what. And oh my gosh, yeah, because that just that just 
seals that bond too because you were then their guy. You're yeah, coming, you know and, what I but, mean? And, and, and yeah. that carried over to the radio. Yeah, that that helped. The the tricky part about it is I started using Carl a little bit as like not an insider, but like, hey, can you help me out with this? Help me out with that. But then when I needed to criticize him on the radio, it put me in an uncomfortable spot. Sure. Because you're thinking, well, this guy has been good yeah. to me. Bo Pelini has been good to me yeah. with that story. So you always have to walk that line if you've still got to play it the way you got to play it, which is if he deserves criticism. Did you ever get any pushback for that? Um, no, I didn't. I, it's, it's funny. I think I got a, an email at one point from Carl's wife, I believe, about something we were saying. I think it was after the Texas A&M game on the road when I referenced, I said, you know, after they lost that game, I think Carl might have pushed somebody. I just said, these guys, they look like they're just drunk guys coming out of a bar at closing time. Like they're just mm-hmm. stumbling out of the, off the sideline doing this and doing that. And I think that got some pushback from yeah. from Lincoln, but well, it was it was healthy and it was appropriate and it was it was fine. But you you know doing stories like that, it will it was always a look. You're still a a media member, right? And you can't get so close <laughs> that you're blinded when you need to be critical. Right. In and the radio, that'd be in, tough. in TV, yeah. you can get away with it because yeah. in, in local TV, we're not really asked to be critical. We're asked to report. Radio is something yeah. completely That's so true. Your yeah. opinion, right? Yeah. But then on the, the flip side of that, at that level as a football coach too, they understand that there's going to be criticism and understand that's your job. Yeah. And, you know, even though yeah. it may kind of go, <clears throat> kind of twinge a little bit, but they know you're not doing it exploitatively. You're not trying to, you're not dropping their name. Right. And the one thing yeah. that actually ironically helped us, and I think Nick Baugh would agree with this, is that since we were not part of the Husker Sports Network, we couldn't have any of these coaches on. That's the truth. So what we had to do is just make stuff up and have fun and send in a bomb-diffusing robot and do <laughs> have Bo Pelini right. sound bites and drops and yes. things and sprinkle them I in, where we never really people, had to answer for what we did, which yeah, is true. unhealthy yeah. and, and beneficial. Because you could explain that on your radio show to your listeners that you couldn't have those guys on. I think to a lot of regular people, and there are a lot of people out there that are huge Husker fans, they don't listen to sports radio necessarily. Necessarily, um, but they they are fans that they don't realize that there were those restrictions, and they still are to this day. There's the Husker mm-hmm. Network, and only the stations that carry the Husker Network get to have access to the Huskers. Period. I mean, there are head coaches around the country that would that would kill to get on the air on their local markets if they cared enough. Like yes. you know, Mel Tucker, yeah. and you know, yes. I'm sure he does at Colorado his KOA stuff or whatever he does, but. You know they're not as top of mind. Where here, every station wants you, so they narrow it down. It's just a different culture here. It is in the media. The other the other markets don't have that. Oh, the other yeah, the other states, the mm-hmm. other schools, they aren't just like it's everything's hyper focused on UNL. The other schools get some love, but man, anybody any station would love to have Tom Osborne on. Any the, station would love to and have the, the good coach news on. for Nebraska. In that is that you know if you were going to give someone an interview, then people get jealous. So it's like okay, if I get one, I get, that's why when you see one one on one interview with you know Scott Frost talking to Andy Kendi or something, you'll yeah. pretty soon see him talking one on one to another one because <laughs> they've done like a bunch. We're going to get all these one on ones in one day because we don't want to tick anybody right. off. Because it will. It's just like oh, politician. Yeah. It's like it, and it's funny. It's a politician in reverse because you have a politician on. You have to have the other politician on by right. law. Right. But here right. you have a politician on. The politicians are like, hey, 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 I'm a mom. And the media outlets are going, hey, 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 we want you. I eat your Valentinos on media days too. Yeah, nobody's fighting for Don Bacon. You know, I mean, I mean, come on, nobody's fighting for Don Bacon. Love you, Don. That should be the name of our podcast today. (laughs) 
this episode. Don Bacon. <laughs> so at ESPN, because you've been at ESPN now for what? Years. Five, six seven years? years, yeah. So seven years. do you think that even though you had said, I don't know if you said this while we were talking or not, about you still would be here doing the show with Nick, mm-hmm. the Chicken Nick show, do you look back and think, okay, if I hadn't been, we had the show hadn't been cut, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be at ESPN. Correct. So there are, I'm assuming there are no regrets in that. No, no regrets. No regrets. Things happen for a reason. I think uh, God can orchestrate a lot of bad for good and does it d- yeah. uh, daily. And and I think He did that in that uh, instance where, look, my wife Kelly and I have talked about it. Like, yes, if if our show, if Chick and Nick had never gone away, we'd still be here. But would we have been able to afford kids number three and four? Yeah. You know, like healthcare with Disney, you know, and all the, just something tr- like seems trivial, yeah. but then you go, well, it's changed our family right. and our dynamics in that regard. Um, and I also know how I was feeling toward the end of that show, which was I could do this forever, but if I do, will I have regrets about what could have been or what, ha- had I not oh, given yeah. TV a shot? And so when that option came, I'm just glad, you know, the option came because I reached out uh, at the time because I knew our show was coming to an end. So yep. it wasn't like I reached out and then the show dissolved. It was I knew I needed a lifeline. You never, you had, you yeah. would never would have looked yeah. had the show not ended. No, I, I I was being asked to do the afternoon show with Michael Severe at the time, which yep. would have been fine. But being in the same building, like you want to do the show that you're asked to do, like that that you were originally scheduled yeah. to do. I don't, I don't want to be with a different co-host. I love Michael, and, and it would have been fine, but. It you had your co-host. Yeah, yeah. I had my guy. Yeah. And so, uh, but there's, to getting back to your to your point, is the grass is always greener, right? So we would have done that show for another maybe three, four, five years, and eventually would I have said, what, how long am I going to be doing this goofy show? Well, the funny part yeah. is, is we've talked about it too, is that honestly, we were comfortable. And yeah. Um, we had no reason to think that anything was going to change, you know, because everything was going really well. Um, and so we never would have left if this hadn't happened. But now True. look what we're doing. Right. We're doing something completely different, but also kind of the same, but on our terms. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah I think, and, yeah, you're, you're you right. Know. You're right. You're, you, you are, you're kind of orchestrating things. You're kind of in control. I mean, I'd love to be at a point in my career where I can just, dictate my own hours a little bit and you know spend more time with my family mm-hmm. i mean the the hours and the schedule and everything that we had here in omaha was perfect you know my my wife's side of the family's in lincoln my side's in denver so then we move all the way to charlotte north carolina we have no family yet it's you know we're eight hours from disney world so you know there's you know, a <laughs> car ride like there's, know, right? there's some pros and cons we're two three hours from the beach two hours from the mountains things are things are fine but we were just back here two weeks ago for around july 4th and you drive around here and you go, this is still home and wouldn't it still be nice to live here? It's so yeah. nice here. And so yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's good to have, just still have connections here and be able to come back here. And Charlotte, um, North Carolina, how many NASCAR races have you been to? I've been to zero. Oh my um, God. I have, I have <laughs> no interest. Like this, oh my God. The NASCAR network, you know, the, the headquarters nest. is You're down breaking there. breaking her heart. You are I'm, in I, the nest. No, I have uh, oh my God. jumped out of the nest. I <laughs> hit some branches on the way down. I'm not... <laughs> Not, I can't do the NASCAR thing. Oh my God. Uh, they don't pay me to know that stuff. Like I right now, I I can only focus on things that help my job. I understand. Right, you have everything else to focus don't on. Don't ask me about hockey either. I don't. I'm not asked to do that. I'm not. You don't, you don't have to know, like, so pe- you don't. Like people ask me, like, what do you think about college football this year? And it's like February or J- March. I'm like, I'm not paid to know that yet. Like, 
Get back to me when the preseason magazines come April out. I've had one. a chance to read. I mean, <laughs> right. Do you, get, do you get free tickets to Disney World since you work for Disney? Kind of. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. sweet. That's yeah. like a six thousand dollar saver. Yeah. I mean, it's perk. It's, now Huge. there are some blackout dates. There are, you know, That's you can okay. go in June if you'd like. Um, June fourteenth. <laughs> Have a good time. You can go to the dead of summer and watch your kids <laughs> sweat at 9 p.m. Uh, it's 8,000 degrees. But uh, we've been there in February and April, and there's some non-blackout dates that we've been to. And the beauty of going to Disney and not uh, and having some complimentary passes yeah. is that um, when you go, you don't have to stay there all day. Like, you can tell the yeah. people who have dropped thousands of dollars to be there for the week and they've got screaming kids at seven or eight o'clock at yeah. night that's because they've been there since seven or eight in the morning well, yeah. you get a three-day pass everything out of it right, right. Yeah. you get a three-day we're pass getting our money's worth get on that peter pan <laughs> ride you're gonna ride you're gonna ride them all that's it yeah. <laughs> my diaper's messy shut up and get on the ride look at me and smile yeah. let me take a picture okay <laughs> guess what it's a small world get up <laughs> Okay, Dad. I'm just tired. Oh my God! I remember the only time I've ever been to Disney World. Short story, but as the first radio station I worked at, and I was the intern for the morning show, and they were going to be broadcasting live from Disney World. I was in Phoenix. They were going to be broadcasting live from Disney World, and they have a whole setup to promote this new park that was opening at Disney World. So all these morning shows were invited to come down. I was not invited. Oh, and so the GM got sick. And they asked me if I wanted his room. And I had Legit. two and a half hours, two and a half hours. We were at a remote at a putt-putt golf course and we were standing out there and I was working, Glenn Beck was who I worked mm-hmm. for, that was my internship, right? And he was a top 40 DJ at that time and he was hilarious. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. That's when I knew him, he was hilarious. Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago, he was funny. <laughs> was black Not and crazy. white TV. Bop. anyway. I like Glenn. Oh my God. So anyway, he looks at me, he gets off the, off the phone, he gets told that the GM's not going. He says, do you wanna go to Disney World? And I'm like, yeah. And he says, we have to be at the airport at 1030. And it was, we were at the remote that morning. And so I zoom home, pack a few things, drop the dogs off at the vet, zoom back down to the airport. And I called mom and dad from Atlanta. And then I got to go to Disney World. And there's nothing like standing in front of the, the fairy princess castle by yourself because you're alone at Disney World. Right. Because everybody else was working. The engineer right. and everybody, they didn't need me. And you can't, you know, at that time, you're not going to hold out your big camera and try and take right? a selfie. Right. You didn't do selfies back there then. There were no right. selfies. You had, you had to ask someone. I did. Can you take a lonely picture of just me? I still have that picture. It's in my scrapbook somewhere. I had the Photoshop lonely. Photoshop the tears out. Right, right. <laughs> it was awful. But I was at Disney and I rode the I rode roller coasters by myself. I did, I did it all, but... It. It's a great place. It's awful it's by great, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it is, well, it can be awful with kids too. Okay. So, yeah. um, Actually, it could be off more awful sometimes. It is, it gets, yeah, it's okay. fun, but yeah. yeah what, is, is what is this solo vacation we're talking about? <laughs> Not this creepy at all. Right. <laughs> so relaxing. Just get hammered and lay down. Go to Epcot, do a beer I, tour, and right. call it a day. Actually, right. I might it. have. <laughs> possibly. But yes, that was the only time I've been to Disney World. So oh. there we go. Oh my God, dude. Thank you so much for coming. Coming by, yeah, we appreciate it. So when, um, so what's your? I mean, on ESPN, what's your? Do you have like a daily schedule? It's like, what, where, what? You show up all the time. We find you. It's just different. It's, uh, I mean, sometimes I don't know until a few weeks out uh, what I'm going to be doing. Sometimes I don't know what time my day will start until like a week out, especially in college football season with the six day windows and all that. Like just yesterday, I was asked, "Hey, might you want to be a part of this?" broadcast for the florida miami game on august 24 part of our stat cast um and i i don't know if i'm going to do it yet but 
you know, your day, you're, you're looking ahead of that week going, oh, I was planning on doing this. Okay, I guess I'll work that day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's less than a month out. So things can just be pretty fluid throughout. But this fall, I'll be doing college game day radio. I just like saying, I'm on college game day. Radio. Radio. <laughs> and um, radio. do that on it's like long pause. Yeah, yeah. right. Radio. Really? What it's do you like do? the ID <laughs> channel. Investigate. Right. Right. <laughs> Discovery. Investigate. <laughs> right. Yes. Like, really? What do you do there? No, uh, game day. And no. Uh, but it's uh, radio all day, um, watching games and being with uh, Trevor Maddich and Brad Edwards, my co-host for that. Uh, might be calling some more games, doing college football live, uh, anchoring that show. Hopefully, a half, at least a half dozen times a month. So that's cool. And then their podcast that they do for ESPN College Football, the Campus Conversation podcast. And then nice. once football season's about to end, then basketball season starts up. So my my job has changed yeah. a lot over the last uh, couple of years since we had the layoffs. I did a lot of studio yeah. in, in Charlotte, and now I'm doing a lot more. Does travel, um does more wow. your wife Kelly ever want to choke you? Like during college football, I, you, you, didn't, I, you didn't have to add the qualifier. Um, <laughs> choke you more he, often during college football. He knows what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> just put the ellipsis and I'll fill in the blanks. Um, college, Especially in the winter when I see like the, a post on Facebook that like one or two of the kids are sick, I thought, oh gosh. <laughs> I block her. Um, <laughs> block her during football season. Let other family members fill me in. I go, I go through her mom to see how's it going. Uh, the kids what's going on home uh, football's long football's a long season yeah Um, Yeah. and the weeks fly by the days crawl because you're just like i will fly out friday Mm -hmm. afternoon or friday night to bristol connecticut be there all day and come back sunday usually in the morning um so you know i'm gone friday nights when the kids are home i'm gone saturdays when the kids are home and you know, you can sit and complain about it, but when you get into sports, sports are played on the weekend. So yep. we can do. Yeah. What else are you going to do? But it's football season can be long, um, but it but it also goes by pretty quickly. So it's she's a saint. She's great. She's you know we all have our moments, but she's awesome. Like she's great <laughs> with the kids. Like she seems she's got awesome. four kids, ages three to eight. Our youngest will turn four, and in she's August. not an alcoholic yet, which is huge. <laughs> Well, he's, he's not confirming the. Have you? Do you follow her on Facebook? <laughs> My wife went to school with her. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> saw that. Um, yeah, when you were uh, getting married and dating, and she's like, "I know her. We yeah. went to school together." So crazy? I remember texting you, going, "Hey, congratulations!" Right, yeah. And yeah, it's a small, small, very world, small world. Very much so. Yeah. But, oh um, my gosh. But yeah. Well, before good. you before you yeah. go, we got to mention one thing because where you're yes. going right now is you're going to go to Cooper Vision. I got to get out of here because I have an appointment. I have a checkup <laughs> uh, at Coogler Vision. It has been. What so now two two weeks two and a half About weeks two and a half weeks uh, since I had my yeah. my eyes done had the procedure instantly amazing. instantly amazing it's amazing. As I noticed that when you were back in town, you were talking about that, that some of the pictures at the beginning of your trip, you had your glasses on. Then when you like went to Memorial yeah. Stadium with the family, no glasses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, we took a family photo in Colorado. We visited Colorado and then Nebraska. And I remember in a couple of photos, I had my glasses off because I knew I wasn't going to have them anymore. <laughs> and so I'd like to get some <laughs> kind of after pictures before the trip because these pictures will seem outdated. <laughs> well, that, exactly. Right. Well, because football season's coming up, he's going to disappear. Yeah, that's so, true. Exactly. That's right. Get some family pictures, get everybody in. Exactly. And my, the glasses. And so the one thing, my gla- like my glasses, you know, obviously when you wear glasses, you can't see your full eye. Yeah. And so when I, like when people are looking at you. So now without my glasses, sometimes my, my kids will go, 
Dad, you look tired. <laughs> and I'll go, you know why? Because I've been covering it up with glasses. I've been tired since you were born. Like, this fault. is your issue. Um, but it's been like the moment I got it done, I was nervous. Like my wife, she's great. She will all, we make fun of each other all the time. Like she's, she was there for moral support, right? She was supposed to also have it done, but she learned she wasn't a candidate because of her odd shaped cornea or something I've been telling her about forever. Right. <laughs> and now you just got confirmation. I married you in spite of your cornea. <laughs> right, right. You and are the same. So I'm sitting there in this chair and she's like clicking away. Look at these pictures. Oh, like, my like, goodness. like, I'm not even going to put these online, but look, I'm like, I think I'm, a, I'm nervous. Nervous wreck. Like I'm nervous Did and she's take- clicking away, you know, with my shower cap on oh because you had God. to keep the hair out. Yes. My long flowing hair you have to keep out of your eyes. And, Did you uh, have like any sedation at all? They gave me uh, I had what, half five a milligrams of uh, yeah whatever it was yeah. of Valium. I took that pill and that really just helped more for the after. Okay. You know just where you're kind of taking a nap for a few hours yeah. um, check out yeah. it was, I tell everybody that the, the, the thing is after you get it done you realize how much worry you just wasted. Yeah. It has I still reach for my glasses yes. you know on my face uh, like oh gosh oh look I can see <laughs> I don't have to wear my prescription sunglasses anymore yeah. like you just you forget it's been 25 years since I've had normal yeah, eyesight exactly and I step out of it I'm 2015 bordering on 2010 they're like whoa I'm like, yeah. yeah you guys did a good job yeah so you awesome. look at your kids and go hey whoa whoa <laughs> where'd they go exactly. who are you yeah. <laughs> Wait a second I didn't know you look more like your mom this is <laughs> This is odd. When you were fuzzy, you kind of, well, never mind. I always tell my kids, like, so do you like dad? And they're like, eh, I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to it. Like, they've only known me with. Right, that's weird. You know, like this this tired dad. Thing on my face, and now I'm tired dad. Tired dad. (laughs) That's right. Let me go to bed. Don't wake me up. Oh, my God. So, yeah, cooglervision.com. That's where you go. Consult button right there. And it'll take you to a page where you can schedule your consult- the consultation. That's where you're going to find out whether or not you're a good candidate. Yeah. Um, also, just to find out what the general condition of your eyes are and your eye health. And then also the options that are available. And for some people, you can do it the same day. Pretty nice. Which it's is a, pretty cool. And oh. when you're filling it out, be sure to write in or click on the fact that you heard about it on Pat and JT's Pat podcast. And uh, Matt Check, you're the man. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate, appreciate it, guys. It. Miss uh, you guys. Miss, miss you more, you. buddy. Miss you. Miss you. <laughs> miss you. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, real quick. Nebraska National Champs this year, yes or no? What sport are we talking about? Football. <laughs> Volleyball. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Because the answer is yes, yeah. if you give me everything. I mean, <laughs> yeah. bowling's awesome. Bowling's bowling is well. awesome. Um, look, they will... Um, They'll beat. I think they'll beat Colorado September seventh. My alma mater. They'll go in there and win. Okay. Okay. Be undefeated going into Ohio State. Might slip up there. I think it's a nine and three year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. All right. Thanks, like buddy. That. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Matt. you. Pat and JT podcast. A Parkville Media Production.